gentlemen. So, um, we are four lines from the bottom on 8B. And uh, we are still discussing um, the question why we need to learn from Aleha that you don't do Yibam if the uh, woman that would fall to Yibam is also related as an erva, either the mother-in-law or the wife's sister or the daughter. Uh, we typically been talking about the wife's sister because that's the one mentioned in the Pasuk. But there's a total of 15. Um, and so that was, that was our discussion. Uh, now uh, we quoted multiple opinions, and we most recently quoted Rebbe, so, and Rebbe didn't use Aleha uh, for that. And the question is, um, in the, you know, in the base Medrash, in the, 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 as we fight out the different opinions, everybody has to understand all the verses. So the question was, what does Rebbe do with this Aleha? According to his view, that wasn't needed. So, for uh, Rebbe, hi Aleha, my Avidle, what does he use it for? And so this is going to take us... Um, uh, on half a page to another area to for Rebbe's drush of Aleha. Nothing to do with anything previously, because, until, again, until now we've been talking about Yibam. Uh, but Rebbe, what is he going to do with this Pasuk of Aleha? What's interesting is um, some people, uh, the question always was, what brought on the uh, the danger of Haman? So um, there's the, everybody knows the one view in the Gemara we had in Megillah was that they went to the Suda of Ahasuerus, which was that it was the suda to celebrate the victory over the Jews and that we hadn't gone back there to Israel and everything that was involved in going to that suda. The other view is that Israel uh, bowed down to an idol. Uh, they had everybody bow down to the idol of the emperor and that was Avodah Zarah. So this Gemara is going to be how to atone for Avodah Zarah. So that's how to, how to get ready for Purim, so to speak. According to some, that's why Mordechai refused to bow to Haman because Haman wore a getchka, an avodazor, around his neck. And so part of the kapara of Purim was to uh, fully turn to HaKadosh Baruch who was to get rid of avodazor. So it's just interesting that today we're going to talk a little bit about the sin of avodazor amongst others. Uh, so what does he do with uh, uh, the word, the Pasuk Aleha? So the Gemara answers me, boy, lele kiditanya. There's plenty of uses for this Pasuk. Kiditanya, like we learned. Ein chayavin beizdin. So, uh, it's also really a, a very, very important rule, is that uh, people make mistakes. <laughs> Some people like to pretend that they don't make mistakes. Uh, uh, we, we believe that that's the human condition to make mistakes. The very first parsha of Rashi says, Adam is given one mitzvah, and he goofs. The question is always what people do with mistakes. That's the most important question, is what, what will they do? Will they learn from their mistakes? Will they try to fix their mistakes? So the way in which uh, the Torah allows a person to fix certain mistakes by bringing a korban, by bringing an offering. And uh, basically, we like people taking responsibility. Uh, we're used to society where people blame it on somebody else. It was the previous president. It was the other party. It was this reason or that reason that was beyond my control, instead of a person saying, well, you know, I guess I could have done more. I guess I goofed. I guess, you know, X, Y, Z. Whereas the Torah is almost the opposite. We look at every leader, and even the coin Gadol could have prayed a little harder. You know, he could have, uh, you know, who knows what could have happened if he had done. Each person has to say, what could I have done? So there are a number of uh, leaders that we'll talk about who are given that opportunity. 
So first, sometimes the based in itself could make a mistake, which is very important. That said that they. So what is based in? Do ain't based in, ain't chayavim based in al davar Now minor mistakes they don't deal with. They, you know, everybody can make a minor mistake, but the bringing of a korban is only for a mistake that if they gave a ruling that had somebody done it on purpose, they'd be cut off for following that ruling. They're listening to Bezdin. Bezdin, there's a certain fat that Bezdin says, is it okay or not? They paskin, it's, it's kosher, and it's chaylev. And everybody eats forbidden fat. And now all those people, had they done it on purpose, would be cut off. Bishkago chatos. And if they did it by mistake, they'd have to bring a sin offering. Uh, so uh, in that case, uh, if Bezdin made a mistake on a ruling, then Bezdin's going to bring a korban. V'kein HaMashiach. This refers to the Kohen who's anointed. Uh, the Kohen Gadol. Some people learn that he was responsible for the Beis HaMikdosh. He was like the chief uh, posuk for the Beis HaMikdosh. You know, and so it, he gave a ruling. You know, what should we do? You know, there, there were Shilas constantly in the Beis HaMikdosh. You know, you had and very strict you know, you know, in the base of English, you had to get the procedure exactly right. So things got mixed up, things happened. So let's say the Kohen Mashiach gave the wrong ruling. Or below, um, or uh, let's say if the ruling had to do with the strictest area of halacha, which is regarding Avodah of anything having to do with idol worship, we are very careful with. Below goes Ella. So all of these things where there's halachas, how to bring a korban, uh, the, the, the people who made those mistakes are only chayav odav, as we turn to the top of the day's page, testament, alva, davish, chatos. It has to be of a level that had they done it on purpose, they'd be cut off, and if they did it by mistake, they'd bring a sin offering. Let's see the Rashi. They would only bring these two offerings. Uh, the question here is, isn't all idol worship something that it's curtains? That if you did, that it's, you get, a person gets cut off? So Rashi explains, person is, is in super trouble if he slaughters to an idol. He offers incense to an idol. He does libations to an idol. He bows down to an idol. There, he's in the, he's, he's really, uh, those are the ones that a person gets cut off. But what about if he just gives it a hug? You know, you hug an idol today. Uumanashik, or a kiss. Uh, lo, uh, there he wouldn't, it's not, uh, uh, he wouldn't be cut off for that. For Huck Drusha, Malian, it's going to be explained, this Drusha. Okay, but anyways, let's get back to the Gemara. But Tanan Nami, called Mitzvah Shibatora, and any Mitzvah Shechayv Nazdono, that had the person done it on purpose, he'd be cut off. So the rule is, if it's a, a private person, maybe kispa. He brings a female lamb or sira goat. Nasi, if it's a leader, maybe sira, like a king, he brings a goat. Mashiach, if it's a kind god, or based in maybe par, they bring a cow. And if it had to do with idol worship, yachid, they bring a goat. You know why you bring a goat? Because a goat symbolizes stubbornness. And um, sometimes the, uh, apparently the, uh, it, it's, a, it's not logical to worship an idol. It's not done out of logic or intellectual. It's done out of a certain stubbornness. There's, some, there's something in a person's 
um, nature. And when you get rid of a sin, you have to get rid of the attribute that caused that sin. And again, I've never dealt with the goat, but sometimes somehow that's the analogy of the goat is for that, you know, the seer. Anyways, Sibor may be in par par So those are the rules for uh, these different groups. You've got a private person, you've got the community, you've got Beisdin, you've got the king, and you've got the Koin Gadol, the Koin Mashiach. So all of them uh, have liability when it's the most severe sin to bring offerings to fix those sins. Manahanimili, where do we know that from? The Tanah Rabbanan. Because we learned, Now we get to the magic word. <laughs> That's the same word that we had in our Pasuk Bayibam. It says, uh, and they'll know the sin that he sinned on it. Rabbi Omar, never kind of It says over here that the mistake has to do, and it uses this exact phrase, Allah, on it. The never, and it says also by the sin of marrying two sisters, which is a sin that a person can be cut off for. The never, and it says over there, Allah, that's a kind of sin if a person marries two sisters. That they, if they did it on purpose, they could be cut off. Afkan here also when the Torah discusses bringing a, a, a offering, so that's how that's how we got here. In other words, we had this is another drasha with the Allah, but totally non-related uh, to yibum. Uh, it's the Allah of the taking the two sisters, and it's being darshan for mistakes that are made. Uh, by uh, different people where you bring korbanos. That it's got to be a mistake of a level of um, of uh, of a uh, So the Morris says, Ashkechan Sibor. All right, so that's for the community. Mashiach Manolin, how do you know the kind? Mashiach Hari Mashiach Katsibor, he's like the Sibor. Yachim Nasi, Hari Mashiach Katsibor. Yochim Nasi, and how do you know the individual and the leader? Asi mitzvos mitzvos. We learn that from the word mitzvos. It uses that word mitzvos. Velo kabodus kachabim, and then we said it, it would only be for a sin of idavish shechayvos don't occur shechatos. Sibra vodus kachabim. How do you know that? Yalef meenai meenai. That uses the same word. Yochim Nasi Mashiach veim nefesh achas echad yochid vechad Nasi vechad Mashiach lemashma. And uh, how do we know that to darshan that they're the same? Because there's an extra vav there. Most of all, in Yerushalayim, and you could learn one parsha. Uh, the tzibur the, is the uh, the earlier one, and the upper one was the uh, the individual. Rabban and Haisvarim and And how do they? The Rabbanan who don't have Allaha extra for that. How do they know that? They have another way to learn this halacha because it says Tarachas Yilachem. It says the rules will be the same to somebody who makes these mistakes. And to the individual that acts with a high hand. That's also an expression, a high hand. It, it's, it's, it's a certain arrogance to like wave your hand at somebody. That's like, you know, I'm going to tell him, you know, it's a certain, that's acting high-handed. It's like, I think they sometimes call that brazenly, it's like the high-handed. That's with a high hand. So, the Torah compares all sins um, to this sin of the idols. Just like what's unique about idolatry, it's very severe. Again, idolatry cuts a person off from Hashem. There are certain 
we all make mistakes, and, and, and clearly that's exactly what Hashem expects, that we'll make mistakes. But certain mistakes, we cut ourselves off, a person could cut themselves off from Hashem. That's something that's alzdona chorus, that had he done it on purpose, it would be chorus for him. He did it by mistake, it's a chatos. Also, we find an individual. How do we know? It says, and uh, we learn the, the yachid from the tzibor. And how do you know that a tzibor by other mitzvahs side of Vodazara? Um, okay, so everything's very good. Uh, again, we have uh, plenty of drushes here to explain these uh, obligations. And the, the basic rule that is important to know is that it only applies to those sins which are, if he did it on purpose, he'd be chayv chorus. If he did it by mistake, achatus. For Rabbi, hai Torah achas my avili. What does he do with the pasuk of Torah achas? He didn't need that. He had a law. So he answers, he needs that pasuk too for the following. There's a difference between individuals that worship idols and a group that worship idols in a, in a city. In other words, uh, sometimes you have a whole city where the whole city worships an idol. So there's a difference in, in the, uh, the punishment. If it's individuals, beskila. It, it's worse when it's individuals because... When they're in a city, there are certain people that uh, they just do what everybody else does. Just ask the Nazis, right? Oh, the peer pressure. They everyone else is doing it, so they did it. Um, uh, that's uh, uh, even though we don't excuse it, but uh, that's that's what happens. Whereas a person is an individual did it. Why did he have to do it? Not everybody did it, so he's going to get stoned, which is considered uh, since he's getting a worse death sentence. At least his money, his, uh, his estate will go to his heirs. Whereas Merubim, if they have to punish a whole city, uh, so they get lucky. They just get the sword. They just get the easy way out. They get the sword. But since they got such an easy death, therefore uh, they won't get to keep any of the money in the family. It'll, it'll, the money will be destroyed. So there's a difference, again, between the punishment for a private person and the punishment for a community. So Yochanechal, because I would have said that getting back to if an individual made a mistake with idol worship or a community, I would say they bring a different kind of offering because there's a different kind of death sentence. No, that's why it says Torah Achas, that it's the same, same category, same flavor of offering. From the city of Agron, he has a question. You're telling me because the Torah wrote it's the same if not, I would have thought maybe they bring a different kind of offering. So he has a funny question, which is like, what other offering is there left to bring? My lysu, par. If you want to tell me they bring a cow, well, that's not so different. The tzibur ushar mitzvahs That's the community usually brings a cow. Bringing a kiss for yachi b'shar mitzvah. That's the individual brings that. Seer, a goat. Nasi b'shar mitzvahs hu Parla ola v'sir lechatos, and if you bring an ola and a chatos, tibur v'oskachavim v'demaisi. So it's almost like we said I would have thought they do something different. There's only so many combinations of the same cow and goat you could do. It's all, all it's they wouldn't be so different. So what do we mean? I would have thought it, it was different. So more elamai sira yachid asira 
the female goat, Yochinami, Hainu, uh, Hainu ker, uh, Kervanu, they would have brought. So what are we thinking that there was something different over here they could have done? So the Gemara answers this trick. So the Gemara is going to come to the rescue. Uh, what would I have thought? I mean, I would have thought when the, the community makes a mistake in a decision, they bring a parla. You know what? They could flip. They could flip the offerings. I don't know what that would do to flip, but they, in other words, they bring a different one for the ola and a different one. It's the same sin, but it's a different combination because they, they sinned, but they also had, they were following their community so somehow you gotta you do the switch, uh, or inami, or really they should do something different. They ain't lo takana, but there isn't anything different. Kamash Malan, that they they all do the same. It's it's kind it's kind of one size fits all when it's these types of sins. Even though the sins are somewhat different, uh, the kind of offering they bring is going to be pretty much uh, the same category. Okay, so now we are done with the sidetrack issue that we got onto at the beginning of today, which was as all started with what Rebbe did with Olaha. So we jumped into these mistaken uh, people that make mistakes, uh, and they make mistakes about something. Had they done on purpose, they bring, they'd be cut off, and they did by mistake, they bring a chatos. So uh, we, we, we dealt with what the halachas are, which kind of korbanos, which things learn out from which. This is actually a whole complex subject, we just touched on it a little bit, trying to uh, use up the loose ends. Because, uh, like I said, Rebbe didn't use a laha, so that, what did he do? So it actually went in a different direction uh, to atone for a vodazor, which I mentioned isn't a terrible thing to be doing Arab Forum if that's the ultimate sin was that we turned away from Hashem, we, we weren't loyal to him in, uniquely. So that's part of the Purim, is that we uh, totally come back to Hashem and see um, the Megillah, the, the, one of the ideas is that Hashem's name isn't there. And we have to be able to see that even though His name isn't there, it's everywhere. That's the, the hidden nature of the seeing Hashem uh, that, uh, that's not there. That's the, uh, but okay. Now we get back to uh, Yevamos, just in time. So um, uh, we go to the 15. Uh, we spent all this time explaining why we needed to tell you that if the woman who uh, was married to this person's brother is somewhat uh, uh, related to him in one of 15 ways, then there's no mitzvah of yibam, and not, not, for, not for that woman and not for the co-wife. So we had a, a really uh, big list. 15 is a pretty long list. <laughs> so the question is the number of the list. So, Omer uh, Levi Levi Lerebi. So this, this new Gemara, which we'll spend time on today, wants to know about that number 15. Is that every single case? So, Why did you learn a measly 15 cases? You should at least list 16 or more. There's more cases than that. You've got to be more creative. There's all kinds of relatives out there. So, he says, uh, it seems to me like you have no brains in your skull. He didn't like that question. Okay. That's uh, one of the expressions. Uh, um, the Mishnah said what it did, so what's the... Uh, you know, uh, well... Why do, need, why do you need more than what the Mishnah is saying? So, uh, basically, the, the idea is going to be that there were 15 obvious cases that everybody agreed uh, are forbidden relatives. 
All the other cases, there's not a consensus on. There are a, m- a number of other cases, and there's not a consensus. And the Mishnah liked to learn consensus, things that everybody can agree on. We didn't want to get into, well, according to this opinion, you've got that relative, and according to that opinion, you've got this relative. So what are you asking? Like, it appears to me, so they had a number of ways to answer a question, you know, that were asked. And so certain certain responses showed you the, the way they valued the question or not. Um, sometimes they... Uh, even in recent times, there are certain rabbis that were known for giving sharp answers. Um, not quite like that, but you have... But that's uh, not an answer. Um, that, that's an insult. Three bucks. Okay, it's, okay. It's not, it's not. Well, we'll get to the answer, but he wanted him to know that he didn't like where it was coming from, or he felt like he didn't think it over enough. I knew a very great that I would occasionally call for uh, advice. And if he felt that I should have known the answer, he didn't want to give it to me. He said, well, why don't you look it up? You know, or, you know, you can look it up. <laughs> you know, what's, why are you, you know, what are you bothering me for? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, certain people know, but I, I, um, he didn't say I don't have a brain in my head. He didn't say it that way. <laughs> but, uh, whatever, there are different levels of, of uh, but I'm just saying that there are some people that are sharp. And you can't necessarily take it in a, uh, it, it's all what people accept, uh, accept and what's the proper protocol. But if you go to a certain kind of person and you're not used to the way they talk, you will find that they can be sharp at times. That's the, uh, every now and then you get surprised by that. Or certain, but once you know that that's the way they, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's their protocol, then that's what you can. So anyway, so he said he didn't like that question. My daughter, what are you thinking? So now he's going to read the student's mind. You said, what about number 16? So he said, that's not a football player. He said, number 16 is the Anusis Aviv. What are you thinking? That we should have included on the mission of the 16th case, which was uh, Imo Anusis Aviv. Uh, Imo Anusis, um, uh, if you, we would have asked about where the father wasn't formally married to a woman, but the father had a girlfriend, and uh, they had a child, and uh, the brother married um, uh, this other brother's um, um, child, uh, father's child, out of wedlock. So, Pluxa, and so if the person, it would end up being that this person couldn't do Yibum because the woman was somebody, um, was the child, was, was his half brother. So Anusis so that's actually an argument. Plukta de Rabbi That's a, a debate. Our Mishnah didn't want to get into arguments. So don't ask me those kind of questions. There's no other case where there was consensus on. That case that you're asking about, that there was no consensus on. Let's see, Rashi, what's the case of Anusis Aviv? Emo, the mother, was uh, Anusa. Uh, it means that she was coerced into, uh, uh, she wasn't married to him. She was his Anusa. Shanasa Achiv. Now, how did, uh, so the father had this child out of wedlock, and then his brother, Shanasa Achiv Me'aviv Achrikain, his brother on his father's side, um, the married this, uh, married this child. So, uh, and then he died without kids. 
and um, and uh, he they fell in front of um, this was the son of that woman. Uh, so basically, his half brother is the. Um, And it fell in front to her son to do yibum to this Anusis Aviv. Yeah. So that's a Maklokis. And so, like we said, that case uh, is uh, we're not going to get into. We actually had it uh, once before. Okay, back to the Gemara. So uh, we made a statement that our Mishnah didn't want to get into arguments. Is that true? And so that's what we're going to spend the rest of the, the, the day talking about. Uh, there's about four or five cases where um, it seems like there's an argument in or or not. That's going to be the... Uh, in other words, aren't the other 15 cases, we're saying everybody agreed? And so now we're going to say, wait a second, I thought on some of these cases they were controversial. So that's that's the next one. Sorry. So Uwe Pluxo Kamari, and uh, you telling me that all the other cases everybody agrees on? Well, what about Vari Isser Mitzvah, Isser Kedoshin, the Pligi Rabbanim? There's some cases coming up. Uh, they have to do with where a person is forbidden mid rabbinics, uh, uh, rabbinically, r- rabbinic relatives, that there's an argument about. Vektani bepirchin. Vektani, and those make the list. So you're telling me that we stayed away from arguments because we want to keep things simple. It's not true. There are a bunch of cases that are listed later. So the Gemara said, bepirchin kamrina. We're talking about in our chapter. Those are listed later. We're talking about in our chapter. Um, the uh, let's see the Rashi Isser Mitzvah Isser Kedusha Lekamam Perikkeit said it's coming up. Kosha Isura Isser Erva. If there's an Isser Erva, Lo Chaletzio Sebemis Isser Mitzvah Kigon Shnuyis. It's what we call like a second, a certain relatives that are uh, forbidden rabbinically. Um, or Isser Kedusha would be if Shenafu uh, Lefana the brother was married to a Mamzeris or a Nesina. So the you, the, the um, what if the brother had a, a somebody there? There's two kinds of forbidden marriages. That let's say somebody marries a non-Jewish woman, they're not married. If a person's brother married a non-Jewish woman, and then uh, uh, he the brother dies, there's no mitzvah of yibum because that's not considered the brother's wife. But there are other cases where if the brother married a mamzeris, it's a Jewish mamzeris, so it is his wife. So the question is, now can this person do yibam to the mamzeres? What's the Allah? Those are called Isra Kedusha. Or let's say he married uh, the Nasinim, were also like the people that were considered like half-Jews. Okay, anyways, back to the Gemara. I, Baha'i, Beishamah, Metirinah, Sesoros, Laachim, Ubeisil, Ostrom. Are you telling me that there's no arguments in our Mishnah? Beishamah actually said you could marry the co-wife. Um, and Beisil was strict. And our, our Mishnah only listed one side. You were telling me our Mishnah didn't list anything controversial. Our Mishnah, Beishamai, disagrees fully with everything in our Mishnah. So the more answer, Beishamai, Malkin, Beishil, ain't a Mishnah. That's not a controversy because we don't hold like him anyways. Beishamai, when it comes to Beishil, Beishamai, we don't, once it was decided that we don't follow that view, so it's not controversial to hold like Beishil. It's Beishamai, uh, that's not a Mishnah. Okay. So, uh, again, and we continue on with this line of reasoning. Uh, the, we made a statement that the, the reason Rebbe said we only listed 15 and not more is because we didn't want to get into cases that were controversial that there was more than one opinion about, implying that all of the 15 cases, everybody agreed. 
And so we are going through them one by one. That, that actually some of the cases were not uh, that everybody agree on. What about Eishesachim Shelohayo Bolamo? What about the case? One of the fifteen cases was if a brother was born afterward. As we turn the page, the Pligi Rivshim Rabbanin, and there is an argument about that. Vikatani, uh, and it made the list. Um, and uh, so we see that our Mishnah did list cases that there's an argument about. So the Gemara answers, but no, the Sof Yalom below Pligi. We're talking about um, the uh, um, the the brother was born before. Um, what happened was uh, the the brother died without. Let's let's see Rashi actually um, uh, top line. We said there's a controversial case. Well, maybe our Mishnah was speaking about the case which isn't controversial, which everybody agrees. Where is that case? So Rashi explains. Uh, Ruvain died, no kids. No brother either. Uh, I'm sorry, one brother. There's Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain and Shimon, and Ruvain dies without kids. So there's one brother, and before Shimon got around to marrying his Yavama, no, let Levi Yachiyam. Then Levi's born. Va'od is a kukalayavim. So right now, there's uh, the woman is 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 um, is fully eligible. In other words, the uh, it's not that the brother was born much later after uh, Yivam or Chalitza was done. He wasn't. Uh, he actually was in the world. He's born, and guess what? He's got a a, a, a Yavama waiting for him. So she's waiting to see when Shimon will uh, do Yibam. And then all of a sudden, Levi's born. <coughs> so now she's got another option. She doesn't like Shimon. She can wait to see how Levi's, what he's going to look like. right? So there's another brother there. So no, look at Ba'od is And since she's still Zakuka at this moment, Ba'isilo Asura Benefilazu. And the problem, though, is is that when he's born, he's Mishum Eshisach, which Allah he, he's not eligible because he wasn't born when it started. And so Shimon goes ahead and he marries the widow. And now he dies without kids. So now, guess what? Levi is going to face the woman who belonged to the older brother when he was, before he was born. Shimon would admit Levi can't marry this widow. Uh, because she already was forbidden the first time around. Now, Shimon argues on uh, that wasn't here. Shimon argues when um, they, uh, he married the wife of Reuven and then Levi was born. And then Shimon died. There he says he would be permitted to do Yibam. That's a, a, so again... There's Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain dies. Why do they always pick on Ruvain? Ruvain dies, okay. And um, Shimon, uh, so the question, there's two scenarios. One is Shimon marries Ruvain's widow right away. Another is Levi's born, and then Shimon marries Ruvain's widow. And then Shimon dies. And so the question is on Levi over here. Is Levi, can Levi marry the original Ruvain's widow? So in the case uh, where Levi was born before Shimon got married, there, uh, there we, um, everybody agrees he can't marry uh, Ruvain's widow. In the case where uh, Shimon married Ruvain's widow and then Levi was born afterwards, there's the Machlokas. 
So basically, there's one case that we all agree on, so our Mishnah could be talking about that case. So that, that's, we've answered that question. Okay, next case. Um, and Rav Shimon doesn't argue. So the Gemara says, what do you mean Rav Shimon doesn't argue? Rav Osha thought he argued. So the Gemara says, ah, he toasted Rav Osha. That, yeah, but Rav Osha was slugged up. He was knocked out of the ballgame. Okay. So, um, so far, so good. We've answered the two, two, two questions on this concept that our Mishnah did not list any controversial cases. But now we have another question. Rabbi Huda said in the name of Rabbi Kenetan Rivkiya Bakulan Nikarabahem. So um, he's th- this is uh, uh, coming up later in the, in about three weeks. Uh, this, this this is uh, some of the more complex cases. Um, there's this small Rashi over here. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Uh, I don't the. Uh, Oh as well, unfortunately, we only have thirty seconds left. <laughs> it's a yeah. Uh, uh, the um, so um, let's just uh, it's it's the name of the parak is called four brothers, and uh, it's talking about a case where four brothers and two of them marry two sisters, and then two of them die, and then you got it's a whole complicated uh, case. So, uh, but the the question is about which brothers do. Uh, are eligible to do yibam to which uh, to which wife and, and uh, how that works. So Rebbe says it, uh, if one is is forbidden to one brother but more, more to the other, and there's a um, a case of a uh, sister that's his yivimto So over there, that's a uh, uh, an argument over there and. Um, that those cases um, are controversial, and so how did uh, how that we're saying now there were no controversial cases in the Mishnah, so the how so like Rebbe Yehuda, uh, how can we say that they um, uh, that there are no cases of machlokus in our Mishnah? The answer is Yehuda matargum mechamos of elach. He says after the after the mother-in-law case they're not controversial. Avoshish but the but the first six cases are are there are machlokus in. So when he made the statement that we list cases without arguing, he meant after the first six. Um, what what's the reason? Uh, my time. Keeping the beat the the reason is because the uh, the one case of the what? Where are you reading? We're on the last skinny line. See, keeping the beat the to have a daughter that was out of wedlock that would work, but Nisuin, to have a daughter through wedlock, you would never have. You could say that the, the Mishnah was only dealing with cases of regular marriage. It wasn't dealing with cases where children were born out of wedlock. Abaye um, will learn from the, uh, the case of the Mishnah. See, you have to go back and see what the 15 cases are, and then you'll understand what... The question is... From which point in the Mishnah did we avoid the cases where there were arguments on? Kivan Dashkuke, he says, well, even though it's not through marriage, there are people that have children out of wedlock. Mishkachasle. Iboisein onsim tahavi, iboisein tahavi. The Mishnah means 15 cases through marriage or not through marriage. There are uh, but to talk about a brother that wasn't born yet, that we don't go into. My time up. Why? Kivin do Shimon Hud Mishkai, that's only like Shimon Abanalomishka, Kisleba Pluxa Lokamai. 
Rav Safra Metargam Afesha Shalayim Olamah. He learns from there. Umeshkachesleid. He learns the case. Veshita Achim Aliba to Rav Shimon. Like him, it'll work if there's six brothers uh, that fit in with Rav Shimon. Okay. We'll see if we have more time on Purim. Maybe we'll go back and uh, chart out some of these uh, cases. Okay. We will stop here. Um, Basically, if you if you have the time, the, the, some of the most of the, almost every case we'll get to later on. That's the good news. So don't feel like we uh, we lost out. Um, but the, the question is that there are the, did the Mishnah list any cases that there was more than one opinion about? And we'll see that there were cases that there were divisions on. So how do they fit that rule? Uh, so maybe those were cases out of wedlock. Maybe those were cases where that was somebody born later, and we wanted to stick to cases uh, that uh, where everybody was here now.